the blast from our past network. Conrad? Conrad! Hello, Newman. This is so f***ing good! Nothing for you! These pretzels are making me thirsty! Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a re-gifter! Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back to back because we love this stuff and you love this stuff. Seinfeld's the best. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And today we have got season four, episode four, The Wallet. And this one aired September 23rd, 1992. Corey, my man, could you give us the synopsis? Yes, sir. The Wallet. Jerry has to explain to his parents why he isn't wearing the watch they gave him, which he threw in the trash. Morty thinks his wallet was stolen at the doctor's office. George negotiates his way out of the NBC pilot deal. <laughs> that, was a, that was a nice little uh, shade that this yeah. thing threw. <laughs> Plenty of shade, and the shade is needed for George. Okay, oh, God, let's yes. get into the breakdown. And per usual, we start up with uh, some stand-up. This one about... Parents driving. <laughs> I found this one to be a bit relatable. Uh, he says Jerry's parents uh, had two consistent arguments while they were driving uh, over either how fast the father, his father was going or how much gas was left in the tank. Uh, his standard defense was because you're looking at it from the wrong angle, for ba- basically for both of those complaints. From where you're sitting, it looks like I'm doing 90 on empty, but that's because you're over there. If you were over here, you'd see that I'm in the driveway with a full tank of gas. And that kind of is how it ends. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. De- yeah, he delivered it a little better than me. Yeah, um, he did. But, but and, and I do enjoy the whole from what angle you're looking at it, you know. But, yeah, it wasn't, like, the strongest thing ever. But I think a lot of us can relate to our parents fighting in the car about stupid shit like that. Yes, agreed. Now, technically, usually from when you're looking from that other angle, at least in American cars, um, you know, the speedometer you'd look like it's going slower than it actually is uh, not faster but you know the relatability maybe, yeah of the of the the, we, the silly fighting over driving that makes sense maybe jerry wrote this when he was in his uh sob days driving european cars <laughs> i don't i don't think the wheel was on the other side oh yeah though. good point oh yeah <laughs> i see what you're saying i missed Just it okay. yeah i mean the wheel has to like literally you have to be looking at the different angle for it to actually look faster i, I thought you were talking about something on the dashboard and i kind of didn't really know and i didn't really want to say oh what are you talking about adam so well I just, just like when you see when you I see know, like the I needle know. going up no, and it. you're looking from the right to the left yeah. at it it'll look yeah i think i think i'm yeah yeah it'll, it'll probably look a little bit slower than normal that doesn't really matter that is semantics <laughs> three minutes in we're already off the rails <laughs> yeah exactly all right let's uh steer our way back on course and um so jerry's driving uh he's telling his parents about what all happened the last couple episodes that doesn't really happen all too much no um, yeah it's kind of like a little bit of a of a catch-up mm-hmm uh he's uh apparently we can you know he's picked them up from the airport we also see that george is out on a date with susan uh, one of the executives from nbc he uh he apparently passes on the contract right now he's being that classic confident asshole george that we've we've talked about multiple times that we hate this george yep absolutely it's cocky george we hate exactly him. and he i mean he compares himself he's been doing the the ted danson comparison for this whole season basically uh, or at least like since the pilot got started and 
he's you know he tells her like oh is ted danson's deal standard it's like no god you damn idiot he's ted danson you're yeah. not Ted Danson. Uh, and that's, and that's, what Susan, that's what Susan tells him, though. I like that she called it, you're not, and she laughs at him, you're not Ted Danson. Yeah, because, I mean, at this point, he's so fixated on that. And even mm. when I was, like, a kid watching this in real time, and I'm like, but George, you're not Ted Danson. Like, even yeah. I know that. Like, what the hell? Yeah, but, I mean, that's all part of the cocky George yeah, that we hate. That we hate so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, Susan's dad, really nice dude. Bought him a, a whole pack of Cuban cigars. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, so I guess she's talking to her dad about dating this great guy, George. He's a writer. But, like, it, there's it, this episode is so close to the other episodes, there's just no way they could possibly be have been dating for that long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was about one, one-ish weeks. Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah. One-ish weeks. Because Kramer says, do you remember last week when I got hit in the head at right, some yeah. point? Yeah. So, so there you go. So, I mean, that tells you everything right there. I mean, like, damn, that's that's quick on Susan's parents' part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I definitely never got Cuban cigars. Did you? Like, have I ever had one, period? No, no, no. I've had them. I've, oh. I've had one Cuban cigar, and it was, it was awesome. It was very nice. Yeah, me too. I had one in Mexico. I'm talking. Yeah, I'm not. I'm talking about. Did you get a nice gift like that from your uh, parents-in-law? <laughs> no, no, never. <laughs> no, hell and no. and and honestly, that's also an illegal gift too. So uh, yeah. let's just note that, which is, which is cool. I don't that's know. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I w- I'd like it. <laughs> so um, we do get a call back uh, to the watch where J- Jerry kind of talks about it. We see him have a flashback where he's throwing it away. Uh, we get a. It's somewhat relatable, but, you know, I, I found it almost annoying scene where Jerry and Morty are fighting about paying over this gas uh, with a full service gas, mind you, uh, which does not happen anymore. Hasn't happened in a long time. But oh, that that was probably Jersey then, wasn't it? Because I think Jersey has full service gas. Yeah, still. you're right. You're right. That, that That was a thing. Yeah, and the only reason I know that is because I live in uh, Oregon, in um, Eugene, Oregon, and here they have full service. Like, you, it's it's the law, um, and I think it's to give, like, ex-cons kind of jobs and stuff to do. Mm. Um, I mean, they're all – everyone's nice that I've you know, ever done it with. But the only reason I sort of know Jersey still does it is because it's, like, it's Eugene, Oregon, and Jersey are, like, the only two places that have, like, mandatory uh, full service anymore. Is there a large ex-con population in uh, Oregon? Yeah, must be. <laughs> I'm guessing so. Why? Uh, why did you choose Oregon again? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the lesser of two evils from LA. And uh, going with <laughs> going with the uh, the bingo, the Cartwright bingo. Oh, uh, you're gonna call us <laughs> out? Uh, you know what? Call it. Albert made for us. Fucking uh, fuck LA, man. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You want to try and use them all up? All right. So if, if if people hadn't seen it, and they probably haven't, uh, on. Corey's Facebook. I shared it on my Facebook as well. Wait, I posted it on the the fan the Facebook fan page. Yes, uh, a very nice, hilarious fan of ours, Albert, made a bingo that way. He nailed it on the head. Honestly, <laughs> it was it was it made. I, I laughed. My wife laughed. That's me mentioning my wife. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my wife. Okay, how about this? My wife wants to actually listen to an episode of Cartwright just to play the bingo. So there. how about that? It, wow. You, Albert, you got her to listen to an episode of Cartwright. That's something I could never done. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Uh, all right. That's enough. Uh, Circle jerking with uh, Albert here. Let's let's get back to the show. That's what people want to listen to. They don't is, that hear one, us. Is, is that one of the squares? Circle jerking? Yeah. <laughs> it should be. Um, all right. So 
at the apartment. Kramer comes in to see the Seinfelds, and we get the biggest Kramer cheer we've had yet, I think. Yes, I agree. It is absolutely, it is a full-on cheer. This is, I would say this is probably the the strongest beginning mm-hmm. to the to the Kramer cheers. Like, I feel like they were kind of building up to here. Like, it was starting to get to this point. Mm-hmm. I, this is it. Now it's going to, yeah. but then it's also going to start going down a bit, too, through yeah, the season, yeah. I think. Because uh, it doesn't last forever. But, yeah, this is a huge cheer for Kramer. Yep. I mean, I didn't hate it. You no, know, no. It's fine. I love it. I thought yeah. it was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kramer still has a bandage over, you know, his temple where he got kicked in the head from a couple episodes back. Uh, Kramer tells them about Joe Davola and that he's after Jerry now, which is kind of, you know, funny. His mother get very worried and and whatnot. Then then we get a reoccurring line. How could anyone not like you? Uh, you know, that's that's one I feel like it's that one is associated with uh, Helen Seinfeld, like pretty intensely. Yeah, her her unbridled love for her wonderful, wonderful boy is just it's it's infectious. I will say that. But uh, a few things. What about what about what about uh, her love for her daughter? Because didn't Jerry have a sister at one point that (laughs) must have gotten written off? She's she doesn't give a shit about that daughter. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Fuck fuck that daughter. (laughs) Oh, man. But dude, this scene. I mean, I know we're kind of like in the middle of it, but I do want to say really quick that uh, towards the beginning of the scene, when Jerry's talking to his mom and Kramer and Morty are sort of sitting in the background, they do the thing that I like that they haven't done in a while where they have sort of two separate conversations going on mm. that kind of overlap each other where different people are sort of hearing different things. But they did that a lot early on in like season three and whatnot. And we sort of uh, mentioned it or I noted it, but I always liked it. And it was nice to see that sort of that style come back again. I feel like we haven't seen mm-hmm. it in a while, but also too. We didn't even mention it. I love seeing the, the Seinfelds again. Like, that oh, yeah. was my first note. Like, <laughs> like, oh, my God, the Seinfelds are back. And we were just talking on, like, the last two episodes, like, when we're going to see the Seinfelds. So I'm happy that they're here. I love Kramer's relationship with the Seinfelds. I love how he has, like, his own relationship with them. And I found myself just kind of watching Kramer and Morty interacting in the background while, you know, Jerry was talking to his mom for that little bit of the scene. But so far, everything is just, especially for this scene, is awesome yeah and that's going to continue as we know um you know morty and kramer have a great relationship and that'll also tie in with uh, kramer and frank down the line which uh, that's the that's what i'm excited about i'm really really ready for the costanzas um and not the fake first frank costanza <laughs> yeah. i'm ready for the real hashtag my my frank <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so uh that'll come it'll come and i'm pr- i think it's this season so i'm excited about it me too very excited all right. Uh, Kramer kind of randomly asks for the time, which leads to a whole dive into this watch that we know J- uh, Jerry threw away earlier um, about, like, you know, having to get it fixed and, and Kramer keep pushing and pushing. Um, it's funny, particularly because the audience knows that, you know, Jerry's thing is all BS. So we're, we're in on it. Uh, but Kramer keep doesn't understand it. And so he keeps pushing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Jerry is just like getting increasingly frustrated about it he eventually has to hop out and uh, the door and talk to kramer uh, basically tell him to shut up about the watch yeah i I love that i love that when he kind of is like i'm gonna be right back and kind of just like slips out the door you know but then when he he comes back in i love how his parents are like you know what did you have to talk to uh kramer about Mm -hmm. and he's like oh you know he's got that uh that because he what was it like a cream or an ointment or something yeah yeah it's uh what's the one with the c it's a c cream it's for like 
was it calamine lotion? The cal- like there that? you go, calamine yeah, yeah, yeah. lotion. And I love the fact that he's like, he's got that thing on his, an- yeah. and then as he's saying like ankle, he's touching the back of his neck, and then he quickly does his ankle. He's like, his ankle, you know. And uh-huh. I'm not gonna lie, I will occasionally do that if if I don't sort of know a thing. Or I'm I'm obviously trying to hide a lie, like it's supposed to be like mm-hmm. obvious. And I go, he's got a thing on his ankle, you know. And I'll do the mm-hmm. the move from my neck to the, but no one gets it, especially it, not my it, wife. So. Well, that's not even like a big thing. It's strange that that's one of them that you pull out because that's not one that I found funny at all but I, you latched onto it I know and I think because when I'm rewatching this whole scene I absolutely love everything Jerry is doing in this scene he does a lot of like sort of not physical comedy but like I just like the way he delivers stuff in the scene and it's it makes me realize that sometimes Jerry isn't always my favorite character. I, I love him the most, right? But he's not, mm-hmm. like, my favorite character to watch unless he's doing some of these specifically silly Jerry things. And I thought that in this particular scene, he just, I don't know, I loved what he was doing. I loved everything they gave him to do. Honestly, I loved everything about See, this scene. I felt, not that scene exactly, but, like, it was a bit of a missed opportunity where he went out to tell Kramer. We've, we've mentioned multiple times that we like... When Jerry gets really angry and frustrated, and he kind of gets into his like high pitch voice, and he has to like do something. He could have gone there with Kramer to like to do the shut up, but he didn't, and it was kind of, I don't know, it was kind of it's a little too calm for me. I wanted to see a little bit of angry Jerry there. You are a hundred percent correct because when he goes out and hits Kramer right then, like kind of jumps into him, mm-hmm. um, and uh, cross that one off your uh, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> what I, I was just laughing to um, myself. We got to try to not like force it. I don't want to force because I know I, I, I didn't natural thing. I wasn't trying to force anything. I just realized <laughs> I said it, so now I got to get this thing out of my head because I'm going to start checking everything I say. All right. Anyways, the point is that I'm with you. He he like Kramer kind of jumps right and then jerry immediately goes oh, sorry man i just wanted to tell you you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i thought it would have been funnier if his energy was more of that high-pitched jerry what are you trying to do to me you're trying to get yes, me you know what exactly. i mean like i loved it when he talks fast and i i agree with you that was the one part of the scene that i kind of was like ah you missed a nice joke on that right there you know yeah. but but kramer did his job uh, michael richards did his yeah. job that scene was yeah, funny was uh all right at the back specialist morty is upset that he has to fill out paperwork which i i kind of you know he he takes it to an extreme uh but i'm i'm similar enough i'm just like why the hell do i have to fill out so much fucking paperwork whenever i go to anything like that it's it's always annoying and they always ask stupid questions that don't mean shit to whatever that is yeah um, no, no thank you yeah uh i do like that he calls out that he's never had a back problem until he slept on the convertible sofa that's a nice callback to the episode from last season um, early last season, yeah. uh, it, down in Florida with Elaine, you know, the Stella episode. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Great yep. episode. The pen, I think is what it was, right? Yep. The pen episode. And I, I that's my only note from this scene is that uh, I love the callback to the sofa. Yep. Now, and here's the thing, like that episode was so far away and they didn't do a flashback for it. Why did we get a flashback of the, the watch and crap? Like, I did. I did not like the flashback, yeah, man. It, it just, it felt so unseinfeld. I know, and it was, and it was something that we literally just saw like an episode or two prior. And this mm-hmm. year, they're calling, they're making a callback to something we literally haven't seen in probably about twenty four episodes. So I, I guess because it's not technically as as plot dependent on on it, you know, on the mm-hmm. audience recalling. But I did feel like that was a little bit of like 
looking down on your audience a smidge by doing the flashbacks. But they do so much assumption that you've kind of seen the previous episodes by talking about previous episodes at the even at the beginning of this one where Jerry is kind of recapping some stuff. But like there's an assumption that you've seen it and other kind of callbacks here that, yeah, the the actual editing of seeing that footage again, it's like, I don't want this. This is jarring to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And, and unnecessary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, all right. Jerry is pissed with George about passing on the deal, of course. Um, you know, George, he's being so fucking cocky. Um, I just, I cannot wait to see him fall on his face. God, you know? I mean, it's all you're waiting for at this point. Exactly. Um, you know, but right now he's like, oh, no, you know, he thinks he's playing you know he's playing up the the uh the game basically you know yeah, he's yeah he's doing like the back and forth uh, one i hate that kind of dance i am not a haggler i'm much more like russell i fucking hate haggling and my wife my wife knows this and so like if we're doing anything on craigslist or whatnot she has to if she wants to haggle she does it if someone says you know they're gonna give me a low price i'm just like just fucking take it i don't care and i just want to get it done with and i'll just take whatever price like you can you can lowball me and i'm just i get into fuck it mode so fast i cannot stand haggling you know or i'll just turn and walk away and just like no i'm not fucking dealing with it and i just and i'm done um or you know if i see if i see what i don't think is a deal then i'm just like all right you've lost my business cuz you tried to haggle with me like a dumb fuck and so i'm fucking done with you or if i'm trying to sell something i just don't give a shit and i just want it gone i will get lowballed and i'm not going to try and fight yeah yeah uh my wife literally had this conversation with me last night um about how uh, to basically, she pulled like an Elaine to basically never open my fucking mouth when it comes to like, you know, haggling or something. She's like, let me take care of all the haggling because you suck at it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I know. Yes, dear. I do yeah. suck at it. <laughs> I'm the type of guy that went to Mexico, um, on, you know, to one of those resorts, you know, years ago, but whatever. I'm the type of guy that goes to Mexico and just pays whatever the people ask me for, for things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if we go out and buy something and there's That's something the I price. want and they're like, they're like, ah, it's $10. And then, but then my dad was like, oh, you should have haggled them down for like five dollars. Like the price is on the tag. If it's yeah, ten dollars, exactly. it's ten dollars. And then, but there's these people that get excited about haggling. Uh, I know those people are crazy. It you stresses know, me out. Yes, whatever the price is, if I don't deem it worth that price, I won't buy it. I'm yep. not going to fight for it. Yep, exactly. <laughs> but then there's some people who see that price and they're like, no price is that price. Every price is a lower price. Yeah, and that's definitely George. Yep, that uh, he is definitely that George. Person, so. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Uh, He's just, yeah, they, uh, they eventually kind of come at the end, uh, you know, they're just kind of like, eh, they kind of like doing their fighting things like little, like little kids where they start repeating each other. And Jerry does like that. I don't know. It feels like a classic, well, George is an idiot. And then George quickly says, well, George is an idiot. I've never fallen for that once in my life. Have you? No, no one has. No, but like the fact that I will stay, I will say that Jason Alexander did a good job selling it, that George was about to fall for it. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I also got a little bit of enjoyment that Jason Alexander kind of had a little smirk on his face. Like you could tell that the actor was trying mm-hmm. not to like laugh, you know, I, I know what you mean. It's unrelatable, but at the same time, I thought, I thought it was probably the best part of this little mini scene right here. Yeah. Gotcha. And fair enough. I agree. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. 
We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. Hey everybody, welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean? Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode, this is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays, and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then... Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking Back. What's up, guys? I'm Tess. And I'm Corey. And we are the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, the place where one guy and one gal dive into the world of comic books one adventure at a time. That's right. You can find us every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or any of your favorite podcatchers. So come check out OCD Podcasts, where comic books are cool! Hey, this is Brent. And I'm Eric. And we are part of the Friday Five Podcast. Yes, sir. We cover everything from the 80s to today. We absolutely do. You can find us every other Friday on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Like Any. iTunes? Like Stitcher. Oh, man. This Maybe a little Spotify. Hey, and also check us out on Instagram. Absolutely. So come hang out. I think you'll have a lot of fun, and we will see you there. Yeah, bring your Proton Pack and your Ecto Cooler. And maybe some McNugget Buddies. And now, back to the show. My next note is pretty much just Morty is an asshole. Like, that's what I wrote down. Morty is a fucking asshole. Just bitching and complaining about waiting at a doctor's office. We all have to do it. Now, granted, I get it. It is annoying because you sit there for like, yeah, 20 minutes or more. And you're like, where the fuck are you? You're just waiting for them. Um, I, I, think we- they, I, I think they should have made it like 40 minutes. I think 20 minutes was a little too yeah. normal. Like we all, We've like, all done that. Yeah, yeah, 20 minutes is nothing, right? Like we all do that no problem. I think to sell the joke, they should have made it a little something, just a smidge over, like 30 mm-hmm. or 40 minutes, you know? That's it. But I, com- I completely agree, man. I love Morty. I love Morty. You all know that I love Morty. I didn't. Oh, I was annoyed like a motherfucker yeah. with him this episode. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if I had to deal with him in real life, like the nurse did, I would, there's no way I'd be as calm as she is. I mean, sure, she's had to deal with that kind of stuff before, but like, oh my God, he's over the top with that shit. I'm just like, I, I'm not having it. Ugh. Oh God. Yeah. Props to her for, for keeping her composure. Yep. Um, we did find out in this one that he hates the sound of Velcro. Can't stand it. Uh, I do like he makes a little comment. And I've never put Velcro in my lines of uh, overcoats, which we know down the line he creates uh, the executive, which is an all uh, it's a beltless trench coat. It's just got buttons. Now, granted, I don't know a fucking trench coat that has Velcro on it. So, that doesn't, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I'm, you know, I'm going to make an all Velcro trench coat. It's going to it's going to sweep the nation. <laughs> it's called the anti-Morty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. So he goes in to get some x-rays. Uh, George talks about uh, the Cuban cigars. He uh, then enter, enters Kramer right away. Um, I enjoy that. He 
George offers him the the cigars. Did I you lo- notice? Oh, I'm sorry. What were no. you saying? I love. Oh, I was gonna say I love that little Spanish, that fake Spanish that Kramer does. Whatever that was, I I think I think that's just that's just perfect Kramer. I know, and and the subtitles did say imitate Spanish, so yeah, that was okay. that was not Spanish. But did you notice that he got a second cheer this episode when he entered? It was a little bit more stifled, but it it was a second cheer. Yeah, it was small, smaller, but I agree. I, I noticed it. Yeah, I was like, ooh, come on, oh, come on, guys, you're pushing it a little bit too far here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Jerry then gets a, a call over his buzzer uh, for FedEx to come up. And he's like, what? I didn't order any FedEx. Uh, then they start a whole conversation. He buzzes them up just because, um, which honestly, I, you, I've i done that shit. I've lived in apartments and someone like randomly calls me and I'm just like, yeah, sure, whatever. Burp, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> you're you're not going to steal from me. <laughs> man. Exactly. I've got enough knives. I might may or may not own a gun. If you try and come in here, you're fucked. Uh, <laughs> but if you go somewhere else, I don't really care. <laughs> So, yeah, I'm a great neighbor. <laughs> yeah, yes, you're a wonderful neighbor. <laughs> so anyway, they they kind of have a conversation, you know, from Kramer about you know him letting somebody in. Uh, then it's the FedEx person comes to the door. They open. It's Elaine, and there's yeah. this great little reunion. Definitely like one of those things where I've seen it a hundred times. Um, you know, it, probably in like just all over anytime that you I see like a little promo about Seinfeld I swear I see like this thing like if TBS is like doing a little quick commercial about hey watch Seinfeld I see them doing yeah. this little dance yeah it's it's almost like it's it's a meme this this little yeah. scene yes. has become uh, a meme but if you look at it you know in its where in its context man you can just feel the love that they have for Elaine being back. Like, I, yeah. I, I love that. I very much love that. Even Kramer. Even Kramer's like, give me a hug. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I, I loved everything about that energy right there. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I like the, the start of it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I fine. I will agree with you. Um, she notices that the Seinfelds are in town. I like that she makes a quick little joke about the sofa yeah. again. So just a quick little callback to that again. Uh, Jerry and George can tell that her relationship is not in good shape right now. They have a little talk about, you know, when you lie and you put shit on your face and how bad their relationship is. Fairly humorous. Uh, that's all I'm going to give it. Fairly humorous. Yeah. yeah. Um, the thing that wasn't humorous at all to me, though, was the way that George was eating Jerry's peanut butter with his fucking hands. Yeah. Yeah. That was disgusting, man. Yeah, man. As a as a germaphobe, bro, that killed me. I yeah. died a little bit inside when I saw that, <laughs> and I would never in my entire life do that to anybody. Not even fucking Luke, who I've known since second grade, would I even <laughs> go over to his house and start using my finger to eat peanut butter. That is an animal. George, yeah. this entire... Fucking George, man. Fuck George. This episode. This episode. This episode. He does not come across good this episode. No. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I'm not a germaphobe. So, like, I probably would have been fine with it even if he just, like, used a spoon and, like, kept double dipping into it or whatever. I would have been like, whatever. People do that. No big fucking deal. Um, but, like, the, the hands, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Especially yeah. in the climate that we are currently in yeah. in 2020. <laughs> yeah. It was like, wow. <laughs> yep. So uh, Elaine explains that she can't get out of this relationship because the doctor has some kind of power over her. You know, this psychiatrist has a big power over her. He's a Svengali <laughs> or, or Svengali, whatever the hell it is. 
What is Svengali? I loved watching this with subtitles on because they they made it a point of saying Sven Svengali with a J O L L Y versus mm-hmm. the other way. But yes, I'm trying to buy you time while you look up. Yeah, what no, is I, 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 you got I, it. Okay, what so is Svengali? Uh, in the dictionary, it's a person who exercises a controlling or mesmeric mesmeric. Mesmeric. Is that a, it says what it says. It says mesmeric. Uh, influence on another, especially for a sinister purpose. Ah. Um, Svengali is a fictional character in Georges du Maurier's 1895 novel Trilby. Hmm. Never okay. heard of it. He's okay. a man who seduces, dominates, and exploits Trilby, a young Irish girl, and makes her a famous singer. Wow. All oh, right. Interesting. And that's a Svengali, not a Sven. <laughs> no, no, it's a Svengali, not a Svengali. <laughs> Svengali, it's like that's like something that's happy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Kramer lights up his his uh, cigar on the stovetop. We get an iconic Michael Richards uh, physical comedy here. It really is. This is an, an iconic moment. I feel um, where he apparently accidentally lights up his hair and it smokes up. Uh, and then he has to big this big yell, and yeah. then runs over to the bathroom to to get it. And I always loved how his hands hit the top of the sort of the ceiling, and like his cigar explodes when that happens. Mm-hmm. I always <laughs> like that. But yeah, dude, that is that's clip worthy. That is Kramer <laughs> on yeah. all cylinders. Actually, this whole episode is as bad as George's. This episode, Kramer, they're firing on all cylinders of Kramer. I wouldn't say all cylinders, but they're they're they're. Doing something. They're doing better. <laughs> they're with doing him. things. Something's they're happening. They're doing things. Yeah, something. Something is happening. All right. At the doctor's office, uh, Morty comes back from his X-ray, notices that his wallet's gone. I do love the, just the way he says, "My wallet's gone. My wallet's gone." Like the way he complains, the way he yells about it. Um, you know, he's he's just being loud, obnoxious. Morty complaining. Now, granted, if someone stole his wallet, yeah, he, he has a right to be pissed. Um, but he thinks this whole place is some scam operation now and just kind of, it's all bullshit, uh, which is obviously probably not true. Someone just probably stole it. So. Yeah. Okay. C- can we talk about the wallet here? Or do you want to wait until the end? Oh, sure. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was something to talk about. I had a memory that the wallet gets found later. I- is that coming or it- did I just piece something in? So oh. this whole episode ends and he never gets hmm. his wallet back. So I was like, I thought it was like... It was somewhere. I thought it gets found. Why do I have a memory of that? But I'm watching this episode. At the end of the day, at the end of both of these episodes, he doesn't have his wallet back. So really, Mm -hmm. what happened to it? For real, I'm asking. I don't remember, and I don't have a memory that something happens to it later, or we get it back. Maybe, maybe. But I don't remember that, so yeah. we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. It's just, it's so, it's so, like, yeah, but it's like... But then it, it really did get stolen, which kind of, I don't know, man. Like, I know Morty's being an a-hole, but it kind of makes him sort of right, I guess, because yeah. it did get stolen out of the doctor's office, so it mm-hmm. had to have been a nurse or something. I don't Very know. possible. Yeah, I, I mean, I, he, I, he has, his, his anger is founded. I would agree on that. I, I guess I guess the reason I'm so, like, like I'm at, at a loss for words is because as I'm watching this episode, as everything's happening, I'm like, okay, but he's going to get it back. And I thought it was one of those things where it's like, oh, it was really in, in between the, su- the, the sofa cushions or something like that. And so, like, the whole time I'm sort of, like, waiting for Morty to sort of find out that he was wrong. And then I'm like, oh, wait. So I guess, I guess it did mm-hmm. get stolen. So I was just, I don't know. It just kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah, it's kind of almost unseinfeldy that he didn't fuck up. You know, this wasn't a Morty fuck up. This it, was, uh, yeah. you know, a legit theft. 
Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. And this is clearly just like a, a me issue with the episode, mm-hmm. you know, like <laughs> it, this is not anyone else's problem but my own. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elaine talks to her psychiatrist, the guy she's dating. She tries to do the whole there's somebody else thing with him. It does not go well. He brings up some interesting things, including an erotic dream that he, she had with, like, a, an Asian woman. Yeah, I guess um, so. And her urination patterns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've often been curious about Elaine's urination. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't even get through that. <laughs> um, uh, Elaine eventually tries to spit out a name or whatnot. She says it's Kramer. Uh, I do enjoy the doctor's comment. Is that his first name or his last name? Because at this point... We don't fucking know. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> yeah. But overall, the psychiatrist, oh, my God, I want to punch him in the face. He is just, he's way too overbearing, and he's just, he's just absolutely dominant. He's a Spengali. Spengali, whatever the fuck he is. But he, I mean, he had, he's absolutely dominant. He's just like, he's a dick. He, like some, he deserves to have somebody come up and be like, hey, you shut the fuck up. You stop, stop telling her what to do, or I will punch you in your fucking face. Yeah, I yeah, I get, I, I get to violence pretty pretty quickly. I can see that. I can see that. But yeah. I mean, he it, the character does not play well in a post Me Too era. No, you know, no, it's, no, 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 no. It's no. like, damn, it, it's it it's it's from another time. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Like that character is definitely from another time of TV. And uh, I mean, yeah, he's he he's kind of evil, man. Like he's yeah. kind of fucking evil. Yep, one hundred percent. Uh, all right, at dinner, Jerry and the Seinfelds, and then Uncle Leo joins them. Hey, uh, Uncle Leo! They have some other random conversations. None of it really matters. Uh, they eventually see the watch that he's wearing. We get another cut to the flashback, and Jerry's like, can we continue this another time? And we get a to-be-continued card. Yeah. yeah. And then we get a stand-up about to-be-continued, which I thought was actually pretty damn funny. <laughs> yeah. This one was good. He's like, mm-hmm. don't you hate the to-be-continued on TV? He's like, uh, it's it's horrible when you sense it coming. You're watching the show. You're into the story. Then there's like five minutes left, and you suddenly realize, hey, they can't make it. Timmy's still stuck in the cave. There's no <laughs> way they can wrap this up in five minutes. The- <laughs> He's like, the whole reason you watch TV is because it ends. He's like, if I wanted a long, boring story with no point to it, I have my life. He's like, a comedian can't do that. A man walks into a bar with a pig under his arm. Can you come back next week? (laughs) It was a fantastic stand-up. But honestly, actually, I think it should have cut off on the whole thing about uh, if I wanted a long, pointless story mm-hmm. uh, be about my life. It didn't need yeah. that extra sort of va 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 voom at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah but yeah. But my God, I mean, that one is perfect because I know that feeling. That feeling is you pause it and you're like, wait a minute. There's only a couple minutes left. There's yeah. too much story happening yeah. here. Uh-oh, and, this is a I mean, to be continued. It's the feeling that we were all kind of feeling watching this show. And when we saw that to be continued, we're like, what the fuck? Seinfeld doesn't do this. Yeah. God damn it. Or, you know, I guess we it kind of did with the trip earlier. Um, but and, like. And the interesting yeah. thing is, and I know we're about to get into the final, final thoughts. And I, I want you to kick them off because I'm actually, I went into this episode with one number and I'm actually kind of wondering about my number. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but I will say I'm this. very confident about I, my I, number. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I could tell from the beginning. Um, I will say this about this episode, I, like this season. So technically, the mm-hmm. fir- so far, as far as we know, the first six episodes are technically three one-hour episodes. Mm-hmm. Like that's 
weird, right? Yeah, like, that's that kind is of so interesting. It is interesting. Um, it's it's just not it's not fitting their normal for or, or I guess the formula I'm used to in my head yeah. when I think Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, and it is kind of strange knowing because you know they, they'll throw in like you know one double episode every season or something. Yeah, oh, hey, that's cool. I like that. I'm all for that. But three in a row, it's just really that yeah. just. It just it just seems odd. And the funny thing is, like uh, on you know on Hulu and then the box set, like the first two are two parts, and then the, mm-hmm. the second one's an hour. Like you know yeah. what I mean? The third one's just, an hour long. I want some then, consistency, goddamn yeah, it! Yeah, right? <laughs> like either make all of them one hour, all of them two separate. You know what I mean? So it's it's just crazy to see this. So far, it's it's wild to see actually. So the thing, I I I could tell that you enjoyed this episode, and. I can tell you enjoyed it more than I did. Um, there were a couple of solid moments. There's a couple of, you know, standout single moments. Kramer with the Cuban cigar. Uh, I like the the wallet's gone thing. Um, a couple other things. Like, honestly, I already kind of forgot. <laughs> but there's a couple of those good moments in there. But overall, I think this episode got hurt. By it being a split part episode, um, they we, there's some different setup, but you don't really see any payoff right now. We see actually we see no payoff right now. They're setting up a whole bunch. Now I know I know understand that's a whole thing for you know having the episode being two parts. Then they should have just made this a freaking another hour long episode, how they did with uh, the pitch. Yes, but George at the end of this episode is still a cocky asshole. And I don't see him fall on his face yet. And that that hurts. And actually, honestly, I'm going to mention how it hurts the next episode, too. Um, also, you know, I have no idea with Elaine. There's no closure with Elaine and the whole psych thing. Um, is there a point at all to Kramer still having the bandage on his face? Or was that just to kind of set up Joe Devola because he brought up Joe Devola at all? Um, but, like, why did he even have that? And, you know... Even trying to, I'm trying to keep in mind that, you know, this is a two-part episode and that's how they're playing it. They're setting up and then, and you know, letting the cards fall next episode. I just didn't think there was all that much good stuff in this episode. Um, again, decent moments. But overall, I I wasn't that gripped by this one. I, I kind of thought it fell a little flat. And so I gave it two out of five convertible sofas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, I went into this episode super stoked for it, and this has happened before, and it, and we've I've said it before. You didn't make me dislike it. You just kind of mm-hmm. brought to light some things that I sort of just like sort of looked over and and was like, you know what, I'll just sort of bypass this. But when you start dwelling on some of these these aspects of it that don't really work, you realize that yeah, man, it's it's not the strongest standalone episode. Like you said, it's mm-hmm. it's it's very much the first part of of a two-part structure so you know you don't really get any conclusions here you get a lot of just setups and stuff sure they do a couple things here and there that are fun and you know they keep it going and i think they utilize some some characters better than others and sure i love seeing the seinfelds i absolutely love seeing them but but that (laughs) being said fuck morty quite a bit of this episode yeah but but that being said fuck morty a little bit man like (laughs) yeah like 
damn, like, I mean, that's, you're kind of like a, an a-hole right there, and then George is an a-hole, it's like, oh man, like, two characters are acting like real fucking a-holes. Jo- George is never not an a-hole this entire episode, which is just like, oh, I mean, yeah, and, and, yeah. yeah, no, d- dude, I mean, uh, fuck, dude, I, I hate it when George is like this, we've, we've said that since the, the, the stock tip, the very first mm-hmm. season, how much we hate George like this, and this is just, it's him at his cockiest, crappiest, like, supreme, so, you know, I mean, it's not a 2.5, but I probably, honestly, I probably went into this with maybe a 4 or a 3.5, but man, mm. you're, you're not wrong, bro. You're, you're not wrong. And I, I got to give this uh three Svenjali's out of five. <laughs> okay. I, I think I, I definitely did at the end of the day, like it a no, little bit more than yeah. you. And I will say this, the sad part, and I know we're going to get to the next episode. You guys will hear it next week, but uh, I mean, we're going to have to talk about it right now. I liked this episode better than the next one because it seems like mm. Seinfeld does this in, in the two-parters. The first episode is the buildup I enjoy, and then the second episode does all these back-and-forth quick cuttings, back-forth, back-forth, back-forth. Uh, there's and quite and a bit like, of that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? And, and I feel like I don't. that's the things I don't love about Seinfeld, and I'm only yeah. bringing it up now because it pertains to what we're talking about now. Right. And I actually yeah. liked this one a little bit more because the scenes – were a little bit played out longer for me. And and honestly, the scene, the first scene in the whole show where Kramer comes in and sees the uh, the Seinfelds, you know, and, and that whole first scene, I loved that scene. That scene was really good. But honestly, it probably was the best part of the entire show was that one mm. four, four or five minute scene at the beginning. Okay. So yeah, that's it, man. That you're 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 not wrong. You're not wrong about that. So yeah, am I am I ever? <laughs> what do you think? So you, you hate cocky George, but what do you think about cocky Adam? <laughs> I love cocky Adam. <laughs> well, cocky Adam's going to start us off, and I'm going to tell you all about where you can find me out in this uh, world of the internet instead of uh, send, sending it to you because I'm cocky. I should I got to go first. <laughs> well, you can find me. On the Blast From Our Past podcast. I've mentioned it plenty of times, but there is a new podcast coming to the BFOT Network, and I hope uh, you guys are excited about it. John and I, we've set a date. We are going to release Throwback Trivia Takedown, which is a nostalgic questionnaire, obviously a questionnaire, because it's a trivia-based podcast, all set about uh, about pop culture-ish questions from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, I'm really excited about it, and we are going to start it uh, next week, next Tuesday, April 7th, I believe it's the 7th. If it's not the 7th, figure it out. It's around then. Um, And that's going to be our first release date, so keep an eye out for that. Please check uh, your podcast streams, because we're going to put it up everywhere. So, you know, if you like nostalgia, obviously you do. You're listening to Seinfeld. If you like trivia, please check it out. Nice. Hey, and I'm hearing it for the first time, the the date. So congratulations, mm-hmm. guys. I cannot wait to hear that drop, and I am super, super excited to listen to that. Uh, you can find me, uh, you know, all over the BFOP network. You can find me on Podcasting After Dark. You can find me on Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast. Uh, I think I'm going to be on an episode of Talking Back one of these days nice. soon. Um, I have not been on Friday 5 yet, but I am trying to get on there. Yeah. <laughs> That's just so I could have my my toe in every single podcast mm. on the network. Oh god, uh, that's the that's really the only reason that I think John and I wanted to do another podcast. Like, fuck, Corey's a main host on three of these podcasts, and we've only got like 
Well, I've, Corey, John's only got one, and I've only and I've got two, and so I'm like, I've got to equal Corey. Fuck, I can't let him. I can't let him out talk me on the on the network. Well, welcome to the three club, baby. <laughs> welcome to having no more free time. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, I do want to plug really quick uh, on podcasting after dark this month for April, our free interview series that we just released. So every month on podcast after dark, we uh, we do an interview series, and they all live on Patreon. But we put one episode out on the free feed. And this month, in April, we have Jeanette Goldstein. She played Vasquez mm. in Aliens. Oh, she I am so excited for that fucking episode, man. Oh, it is. So it's out right now. So you guys can go and check that out. She is fantastic. She tells, she basically tells the whole story about how she gets, she got cast as Vasquez. And it's fucking interesting as hell. So, and, and she was in, she was in Terminator 2. She was in Near Dark. She was in Titanic. She's been in a bunch of movies, but it's a great interview and uh, I, I'm just super proud of it and I mean Aliens is my favorite movie so it, I, I just I gush you know um, <laughs> thankfully Zach's the one that sort of leads the interviews on those things but if you guys get a chance I would love for you guys to check it out and it's uh, Podcasting After Dark is where you can find that one and if you all want to know um, we do get uh, people asking us occasionally where you can find our previous episodes in our catalog our entire show archive of Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast from Season episode season one, the pilot, all the way to now, can all be found ad free on patreon.com slash cartwright for just one dollar a month. Just one dollar a month gets you the entire back catalog of cartwright episodes. Cartwright, one dollar. Cartwright, one dollar. <laughs> that's racist as hell. Yeah, that's not a bad. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I regretted it immediately. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> All right, guys. We will catch you guys next week with the second half to this uh, to this episode. I guess technically the uh, was is it the watch? Next week's the watch. The yep. watch. Yep, the watch. Woohoo! Hey, everybody. I'm Corey, and I'm Zach, and we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark a cast dedicated to late-night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.